And he kind of took a similar path, too. He was in a band, and then he got meshed into this teen idol stuff. Yeah, I don't think Rick wanted to be, but they they kind of put you in that. the Sean's Quad Society podcast with your hosts, myself, Penny, Cindy, Dame Madonna, and Doris. Invite you to share our love and enthusiasm for all things Sean Cassidy, from his teen idol days to his recent adventure back on the road again. Please join us for our stories and memories that connected us to those happy days that helped create the Sean's Quad Society podcast. Well, welcome back, listeners, and today we're going to have a lot of fun because we're going to be talking about some of the most gorgeous heartthrobbing men in the 70s. How about that? I can't wait. Who's your favorite? That was like heartthrob decade. Decade, yeah. Crazy. And I even looked to see if some of them crossed over into the 80s, and to what I could see, they couldn't. But question for you, did you know one of the very first heartthrobs was from Japan, And he actually ended up in the Chicago area a little later in life. He was an actor, and that was back in the 1920s. Wow. So heartthrobs go way back. So he was the first one named as a heartthrob. Yeah. He was the first Hollywood heartthrob. Wow. Yes, he was. But we all have, of course, Sean. I mean. Who's that? Yeah, who's that? (laughs) Get out of here, Cindy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and of course, David. You know, our, everybody's well, favorite. Goes without saying, yeah. Yes, without he's, saying. He's number one. And then, of course, Donnie Osmond. Yeah. You know, but we're going to, you know, we have some surprises in here for you on, you know, some things about heartthrobs and where they rank and who's the number one heartthrob according to the internet. <laughs> and we know Mr. Google couldn't be wrong about anything. Yeah, never right? at all. Yeah. I think we got Cindy. Cindy has some very interesting heartthrobs that she's going to talk about. Very interesting. Well, of course, I was all over Sean, so I really didn't have anybody else up hanging in my room. I was just loyal. She's dedicated. I was loyal to Sean. I'm like, well, you you can only have one teen idol, so this is going to be it. Nobody else was on my wall, but I did buy Rex Smith's album. Rex Smith. I, I loved his song. Rex Smith. You Take My Breath Away. Back in 79, he sang that. I love that song so much, I went and bought the album. So, Oh, my God, I love that song. I don't know what to say. You take my breath away. You're every song I sing. You're the music that I play. And you take my breath away My girlfriend dragged me to an indoor amusement park we used to have called Old Chicago. And we had to go see Rex Smith at Old Chicago. This is Teresa. She loved Rex Smith. Yeah. Anytime I talk about high school, you guys, it's usually with Teresa. So... (laughs) Yeah, that well, you always have a best friend in high school yes. that you do things with. So my friends went with me to the concerts, to Sean concerts too. But I never went to go see, oh, and I think I saw an Andy Gibb concert, but I didn't see Rex Smith. But I just had his album. He was kind of cute. 
Yeah. Matt Smith, the people don't know, he had this um kind of a, a chiseled kind of look, a big his hair was thick and kind curly. of big and yeah. curly and he was actually he wasn't my cup of tea, but he definitely made heartthrob or teen idol um status. He did. Oh yeah. Everybody I mean, the people who were turning out Teen Idols back then knew what they were looking for. Yeah. And Rhett Smith fit the bill. I think they talked about that, too. Yeah. He started off in a band in the early 70s, a band from Atlanta called Tricks. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he started doing his songs, which became popular. Platinum selling albums sooner or later is the name of the album. Yes. Yeah. He was in the top 40 with his songs. Yeah, I think... That somebody just turned, tried to turn him into a teen idol. I think Rex even dabbled a little bit on Broadway. I, he might have did a couple of musicals back in the 80s. Yeah, I was going to say, he did television. Like, I think these teen idols followed a certain path all the time. Yes. Yeah, they did. Like, they yeah. did. They went from this to this to this. So he did television shows. He did Baywatch, which I didn't know. Oh, yeah. he was on Baywatch with Parker those years or other years? It Baywatch? doesn't say. It doesn't uh, say the year. Oh, oh, oh wait. Maybe I can find it. Hold on a second. Yeah. How many episodes? I thought I saw he only did like three episodes or something, but I could be wrong. But just real quick, though, some of the names in the top 20 heartthrobs where you're looking that up, Cindy, mm-hmm. that I would never even have thought of, you know, but Burt Reynolds. You know, isn't in the top 20. He had a yeah. centerfold out. Yeah. Oh, I know. I remember that. But I just forget because he's so much older. Right. Curly, his curly yeah. hair on his chest. He yeah. So older and, lady. Yeah. Heart. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And, that, and that, mustache. that mustache. That mustache. Yeah, yeah I know that. You yes. know, Christopher Knight. Well, that's Brady Bunch. But, but Ryan O'Neill. Yeah, Ryan O'Neill was considered yeah. a, a heartthrob. Yeah. That's back there, like with what's his face who did Butch Cassidy guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, blonde. Blonde. Oh, Robert Redford. Or- yes, yes. yes. Yeah, that's who I mean. Yes. The, those guys were all in that Well, era. hey, he's right here, Robert Redford. That's yeah. the one. I was <laughs> trying to find him. That's when I said Christopher Knight, not. Yeah. But yeah. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, yeah. yeah. All you know? of those were kind of Hollywood yeah. heartthrobs. We're talking about like teen idol heartthrobs. Right, right. Like, but when I put y- that in, these and- guys still pop up. And they all sang. Here's another thing I was... When I was looking through all this, they all did kind of have the same path, like you were saying, Cindy. They moved on with TV, whether it was writing, directing, you know, so on and so forth, even Broadway. And many of them cut albums or bands. You know, I think... There was this teen idol machine out there going on. Yeah, I actually made a list of how much they're all like. Exactly. Yeah, now now I'm looking at Baywatch. He did Baywatch in 98, Rex Smith. But how many episodes does it say? It doesn't say. It just says he was an episode called Forever Friends. I didn't even know Baywatch was on in 98. I don't think I did either. I I hadn't followed it How come Sean didn't do Baywatch? I know Parker did. He was ready. (laughs) Wait, did he? I don't think he even made it. writing and producing. He didn't want to do Baywatch. It'd be nice to see him on Baywatch. He was hiding. Not now. <laughs> I was all in hiding. Well, okay, so who else do you have over there that you didn't really love? But you Well, know. I want to tell you this fun fact, though. In 82, Rex Smith replaced Andy Gibb as a host on the oh, Music we, Friday Salad Gold. Do you remember I that? I was about to bring it up. If I said, I'll let Cindy talk about oh, it's Rex on here. Smith yeah. on Solid Gold. Yep. Because yes. I, I didn't to, remember that. 
I remember it. I do used you? to love I Solid re- Gold. So I do too. Yeah, Andy I remember. Girl posted it. Then Rhett Smith hosted it. Yeah. Did Sean host it? Nope. No. He was on it though. Yes. Yeah. And then from 1992, Rex Smith goes into um, soap operas as the world turns. Oh, not General Hospital, huh? No. Oh, All well, of our connections seem to go to General, General Hospital. Hospital. See the path? See the path they're taking? Yeah. Sean? Yeah. General Hospital? Rick? Yeah. He's doing As the World Turns. Then he makes his... Broadway debut in 78 with yeah. Grease. Oh, he did Grease. I yes. knew it. That goes with my... He yes. did Grease. with mine. Yeah, he so he John played, Travolta. Which one was he in He Greece? played Danny Zuko. He was Danny. Oh, I oh, could see that. Was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did that. And then he did other Broadway shows like Pirates of Pizzance. Yes, he did. Who else was in that one that you know? Well, that was uh, Patrick. Patrick Cassidy. Pirates. Yep. Yes. See, they all take that and similar. Back in the day, if you didn't know it, Andy Gibb did Pirates. He did. Yes, he did. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's yeah. showing the path here. Oh, and another fun fact with Rex Smith. Back in 78, his first wife was a Playboy bunny. His first wife was a Playboy bunny. And guess who other first wife was a Playboy bunny? Oh, Let's well, think about this. Yeah. <laughs> Sean. Yeah. Sean's first wife. Was a Playboy bunny. So wow. that's a similarity, too. Yes. It's amazing what you can find. And guess what Rex Smith's latest wife's name is? Tracy. Tracy. Oh. Well, <laughs> there we go. It's look Sean. at this. Look at this it's combination. This, this. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, well, those are all fun facts. I would yeah. never have known. Me neither. That was interesting to find that out. But I, I just noticed the path that they take with that. And my last. Oh, no, wait. Hang on. My second one was Rick Springfield. And he kind of took a similar path, too. He was in a band, and then he got meshed into this teen idol stuff. Yeah, I don't think Rick wanted to be, but they they kind of put think so. you in that. You yes. kind of don't go out and say, hey, I want to be a teen idol. Right, so but he was with a band. They put you in that. And they see you go, oh, you're a good, you're a good look. Yes. Let's put you in a teen idol group. So they did. Well, you know, he has a huge following. Oh, though. still to this day, he's out there doing yeah. those concerts. Oh, my God. Well, Follow that's, him. Dr. Yeah. Noah Drake on General Hospital was all of that. I'm saying Noah Drake on General Hospital, 81, 83, then back on 2005 yes. to 2012. Women loved, loved him. him. Yeah. They loved Dr. Noah Drake. Noah Drake. So that's how he got to me. That's where he got that following. So same path again. It says it was Teen Idol. It was drama on TV. And um, here's an interesting fact. I don't know if you knew it, but I saw Rick Springfield in Las Vegas. He had just, David had ended FX because I wanted to see FX with David. And um, I got there and it was Rick Springfield. Yes, so it I does. I saw that. It does say from February 2000 to December 2002, Springfield performed FX Alive at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And yep. I was there. Not That's all cool. of that time, but one of those Did days. you like the show? Was it interesting? It really was. I enjoyed the show. Yeah. I really did. It wasn't what I expected. I thought, oh, yeah, this was actually kind of cool. What's the general story of I it? I don't remember. It's, oh. about, it's, a, it's like a, a show about... Uh, a showman. As far as I remember, there's the showman, and that was the David or Rick Springfield 
character, and they okay. and they sing and dance and everything. So these teen idols follow each other around. Yeah, <laughs> they must but, go in the same. There's a club. You know, <laughs> David, that was David's show. That show put David back yes, on the map. It, it did. was the biggest thing in Vegas at the time. Mm-hmm. So, and now he has a plaque on the walk. Yes, the sidewalk. Yeah, in Vegas, there's yeah. a plaque. So that a star. He's that, got a star, star. in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. But they follow each other around. So um, later on, it says Springfield was promoted to Teeny Bopper, similar to David Cassidy and Donny Osmond. Springfield spoke of the Teeny Bopper image in Circus Magazine back in 73. And he said he was not sure how it happened. Somehow, someone saw my photo and that was it. That's what happened. That's the way it is. That's how it happened, Rick. What do you mean you don't know how it happened? That's how it happens, Yeah. yeah. Well, they all say they don't know how it happens. Yeah, right. You know, they, they all don't. do. They don't. But then he went on to do Jesse's Girl, yeah. 81, and which yes, everybody right. loves. Everybody yeah. knows the Jesse's Girl intro. Jesse is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. But lately something's changed. It ain't hard to define. Jesse's got himself a girl and I want to make him mine. Yep. So he went into that. He made nine studio albums. He has a radio talk show acting he okay another fun fact in december he appeared on the hardy boys nancy drew mysteries portraying ned nickerman on january 20th 1978 stop yeah you there you go again there's, there's another connection yep. six degrees yes every yeah. single time. every single you believe that it's we're amazing. gonna have to pull that episode up yeah it was a nancy drew episode oh. not technically in the hardy boys but back right. then it was Called the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew Mysteries That's combined. All right. yeah. That's our six degrees yeah. right there. Yeah. He did goes that. Back to Sean. Yeah. So it goes back to Sean again. And um, same path, same path with these guys. Yeah. Actually, Rick has played at the Egyptian Theater in DeKalb a couple of times. And I have never gone. People are like, why aren't you going? I'm like, it's not Sean Cassidy. Yes. He was at the Arcada, our friend. Yeah. Over at the Arcada. Did you see him? him No, I wouldn't go. I saw him one time and I have to tell you it was my favorite concert. He was in in the suburb by us. Yeah, the summer festival. And I always go to the front of the stage on the side. I always get a seat there. And I tell you, it was the best show I ever saw. He was out in the audience mingling with them. And That's nice. Personable. The energy was great. And it was like he Rick. was one with the audience. I've never seen that before with somebody who sings. They're just on stage. They stay there. They don't, they, they're on their spot. We're in our spot. He came into our spot and just started yeah. hanging out with the audience while he was doing the show. And I thought, oh my I've, gosh. Yeah, I've heard that about him and DeKalb. I you never know, saw and that. After, before and after the show, he would talk it. to the audience and stuff. I, yeah, and I have I a funny it. story real quick about Rick Springfield. Yeah. Didn't happen to me, but one of my friend's husbands went to Michigan to play golf with his buddies. And they were all sitting around, the, they call it the 18th hole, the where you sit. Or the 19th hole, the whatever they call it, thing. the bar thing at the yeah. end of the golf course where everybody goes. Well, I guess uh, Rick was going to do a show that night in Michigan at this Four Winds Casino. And he was in that bar and all these women were coming up to him. My friend was sitting right next to him. And he goes, are you somebody famous or something? <laughs> and he goes, I'm Rick Springfield. And he said, who? And he's like, Jesse's girl? <laughs> and my friend yeah. goes, oh, I hate that song. Oh, that's right terrible. To Rick, he told Rick Springfield he did not like Jesse's girl. 
Uh, Everybody <laughs> likes Jesse's girl. Okay, so who did Jack and Diane? Even That's in the song. John Cougar. Oh, John Cougar. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I should stop calling them that. Nobody calls them that anymore. John Cougar. Yeah. What that, is it? I'm dating myself. Oh, that's well, I call him John Cougar. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's great stories. Did you have one more? Yeah, I have one more, Tina. I'll talk about Leif Garrett. Good What's your Leif. first impression Good of Leif. Leif Garrett? Well, I mean, my first impression back in the day was like, what a hottie, you know? Yeah. All he that blonde hair. hair he, just, he looks so California. Yeah, yes. so California, like so surfboard, he skateboard, did. you know, all that. But just he wasn't one of my... Like, he was not my Sean Cassidy. Right, me me <laughs> yeah. either. It was my friend's no. teen idol. He my made friend. my wall. When I no. said oh, made yeah, my wall. Yeah, he made my wall. I, I had a corner. He wasn't on mine. I did not. I put Leif. Well, my, like I said, my, my sister mate. and I shared a room. And so even Farrah Fawcett was on her wall. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, with that hair. And- right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but Leif was on her wall. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did put Leif on my wall, but my friend liked Leif. So we would, um, I didn't see him in concert, but I do have a story about Leif. We went to a record store he was appearing at. You get the autographs and stuff, right? So my friend, Jamie, liked Leif Garrett. So she would go to my Sean stuff, so I had to go to her Leif stuff. So we went to the record store. You know, a radio station was there. We'd get his autograph, and she's freaking out. And he's like, oh, don't cry, you know? And he's like looking at her like, what are you flipping <laughs> out nice. for? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, what are you flipping out for? I, that's crazy. Why are you doing that? So then as soon as we leave, she loses her autograph. He gave us both an autograph. No. As soon as we leave, she lost her autograph, and I'm like, "Give her yours." She was in tears. I'm like, "Here, you can take my autograph because I don't need them." Well, that was God. It wasn't personalized, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think he put my name. He just put he. It was a long line, like when I met Sean, and you get in and you get your autograph and you go. It's not like chit chat. So you go. So I gave her my autograph. I don't know what happened to hers. I mean, it must have just fallen down somewhere, but. Hey, if I get an autograph, that thing's staying close to me. I have a Leif Garrett fun fact that yeah. you may tell, but I'm stealing it. Um, back in the day, there was a show called My Three Sons. Yeah. Leif Garrett's sister. Sister. I remember that. Dawn. Oh, Dawn. Her name's Dawn. Yeah, she... Um, but on My Three Sons, was her name Dawn or... Dodie or Dottie, Dottie. I forget. Yeah. I think Dottie, wasn't it? I remember that show. But she came later. You know how we talked in another episode that as the show was ending, they bring in a little kid to try yeah, to boost the, it. The cute kid. She was the cute kid because yeah. Fred McMurray's character got remarried finally. All his three sons grew up and got married. So he got married and that was her yeah. That's Leif Garrett's sister. And I was going to say, he's a child actor, so I guess right. him and his sister went in there together Yeah, and did stuff together. Their parents, I told you, they're all yeah. California-like. I think. Yeah. It says he was born in Hollywood, California. Yeah. And he looks it. They, and they started at age five. Yep. He graduated from <laughs> high school at age 15. So his sister's <laughs> name is Dawn Lynn. They worked on a variety of jobs together. He did all the TV show stuff. 75, he was doing a CBS drama series, Three for the Road. Through the programs he was in, it triggered a response from the teenage girls, of, of course. Of course. It led to his first appearance in teen magazines like Tiger Beat. Of course. So there they tagged another person. There you go. For PTSD. It was a, it was a machine. <laughs> yeah. It was a machine. I, re- I remember one day I was watching American Idol. Uh, American Idol. See? American <laughs> Bandstand. Yes. And Leif Garrett was the star that day. I probably saw that too. You probably did. And he was singing. Run he, Around Sue.
covered Runaround Sue and he covered the Beach Boys and all of those 60 songs. Yes. Well, he was lip syncing and the song kept going and he was off dancing and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, Leif Garrett missed this cue. (laughs) And they never cut it or anything. Really? Oh my God, that was blatant too. That's when you knew it was lip syncing. It wasn't like a little bit. I'm like, Leif Garrett, the song is singing. You're off (laughs) over here doing something. He was having fun. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, brother. But that's how they started too on American Bandstand. Yeah. Sean was on there too, but I don't remember the year. Yeah, that's oh, when I first saw that. Sean. That was oh my, my moment. Yes. My pass out moment. Saturday mornings. I'm going to pass out. I just see this gorgeous guy on TV and it's David's brother. Oh my God. <laughs> We're talking about Leif Garrett Closer to now. your age. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I'm getting yeah. off track. Let's go back to Leif Garrett. I'm going to Sean. Uh, I, I refer to Sean. Yeah. Sean. Sean. How many albums did Leif have? He had, well, let's see, 1976. He signed a five-album record contract with Atlantic Records. I think he got five. I don't either. No, but the first one was called Leif Garrett, of course, like Sean's was called Sean Cassidy. So they name it. And then it was released in July of 77. What else happened in July of 77? Well, let's see. Um, <laughs> the do run run was do run run. Yes. Yeah, that's why I think I fell for Leif a little bit. The songs were out at the same time. They were on the magazines at the same time. So, you know. Yeah. So him well, and Sean came out with the records at the same time. Same time, that's yeah. July 77. Yeah. yeah. So he had Run Around Sue, The Wanderer. He did his. You know, but there was no competition, I think, between the two no, of them. I think they were different. Yeah, too different. You know, he was like a bad boy almost. Yeah. Sean was more clean cut. Yeah. Well, it says in the late 1990s, Garrett hosted the series A-Track Flashback. You remember that one? Yes. On the cable music channel VH1. He was on VH1. He was. Yes. And he replaced fellow teen idol David Cassidy. Hmm. I didn't know David was doing A-Track Flashback. I I remember Leif. I think he did, but Leif replaced him. Okay. There we go. There we go again. (laughs) They're following each other. Yep. Yeah. Well, Dame, I think we're going to move on from Leif. Yeah. Because uh, that's about all I can handle today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then whatever happened after that. And you're going to tell us about who you want to introduce the world to as a heartthrob from the 70s. Yes, I have the Gibb brothers, the oldest and the youngest. And it was really neat to learn a lot more than what I already knew. Because like we always say, Sean, 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 you know. But I noticed the same similar situation where the oldest brother helped the youngest brother and kind of paved the way, you know. Well, Barry Gibb, the oldest one, he did pave the way for the Bee Gees. And it was the voice of the falsetto that was their, you know, like their trademark. And that really made them stand out. And then with Barry Gibb, I also read that there's very few singers that can say, they had a number one record in five consecutive decades. And then later he chose to write songs like for Kenny Rogers, Diana Ross, even Olivia Newton-John. And then he did a song, I guess, with Barbara Streisand. A big song. Um, yeah. A big song, yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing the 80s electro keyboard funk, he started writing songs for some of these other um, famous singers. But yeah. Barry really wanted to work with Andy, his his youngest brother, just like David was with Sean. He was a good mentor to his youngest brother. Barry even took, you know, Andy to London to put a, together a new record deal. And he wrote 90% of the songs for Andy. So he really wanted his little brother, Andy, to be successful. 
And one time even did the vocals for, I don't know if it was more than once, but did vocals Backup singer for, usually yeah, they do. Yeah. They do backup singing. Yeah. Yeah. All of Andy Gibbs' records, you could tell. People would yes. get confused and think it was the Bee Gees because Barry Gibbs stamped mm-hmm. those records with that sound. He did. Right. And that you just heard it all over those records. You knew right away. And his brothers were in the background singing backup. Yeah. I like that disco sound. And I didn't even realize I liked it so much. And one day Jerry said to me, he said, Dame, you would love the Bee Gees. You just need to li- listen to the Bee Gees. Well, he was correct, I guess, because I do really like their music. Um, Andy, though, he launched his career playing in Australia as a teen. And then Andy watched his big brother, Barry, you know, write a song for him. And it only took him 20 minutes. So Andy really looked up to his big brother. He couldn't believe the talent that he had, you know. And, and you notice with a lot of these families, they have siblings that are talented, just like their parents just like they are yeah so the younger um, ones are just watching all this happen with the older ones yes yes and so they just learn just it by in. watching right Andy it wasn't even 20 and he had three billboard number one hits just like sean he was, yeah. he was First. 18 yep. when he signed his contract yeah why he was still in high school very mm-hmm. similar yeah for so long you and me been finding each other for so long He was the first male recording artist in American history to achieve this. He sold 20 million records in just three years. And then like some of these others, he co-hosted Solid Gold. Yeah. And he starred in Broadway like yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't um, Barry and even Maurice, didn't they do Broadway? No. I so. I, no, the Gibbs never did Broadway. Well, Not the Bee Gees. Andy was on the Teen Idol track. Yeah. yeah. Just a little fun fact, if it is a fun fact, but Barry Gibb moved to Nashville, mm-hmm. Tennessee. And because he used to do a lot of recording and writing in Nashville. Oh. And he actually bought Johnny and June's house. Oh, really? And Johnny had made a comment at one time, like, no one would ever live in the house after he passed. Well, the house burnt down before oh. Barry actually got to move in it. Oh, so, no. Yeah. And to my memory... They never found a reason for the fire. Wow. Oh, Oh, because Johnny said nobody's ever going to live in this house. Yeah, they didn't. But yeah, but Mm. you know, it was a beautiful house and everything. I've been by it, but yeah, but Barry bought it and, you know, they were getting set to move in and it had burned down. Mm -hmm. What else kind of fun fact? Don't you have some really interesting facts about Andy Gibb? Yeah. Yeah. Well, his most popular songs, you guys probably already know them and I love them. Thicker Than Water, Shadow Dancing, and he really didn't like the fame either. He got to the point where he didn't. But my cousin, this is what I think is really cool. My cousin actually has a photo of her with him, and I got to take a video of it. And I thought she had dated him, but she had just taken a picture with him. But she had dated Donnie Osmond. So I got the two mixed up. And then she said that she also introduced Marie Osmond to her first husband, but I can still picture that picture of Andy Gibb with my cousin. And the next to it, there's a picture of Donny Osmond, of course, because she dated him. And then on the other side was her with Marie Osmond because they were probably best friends. I don't know that they were best friends, but she did introduce Marie Osmond to her first husband. That is such a cool story, Dane. Yeah. yeah. I'm wow. to brag about dating a teen idol, right? Yeah. And that's because... 
your family, your cousin's family is from Utah, right? And we all know Donnie and Marie are from Utah. Yeah, they traveled around, but um, right now she lives in Oregon, I believe. Okay. That's still in the West Good story to tell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your grandchildren. Hey, dang. When Andy Gill first came out, and, you know, they they push you to this teen idol thing. We all know that. We talked about it. Wasn't he married and they tried to keep that from the girls? Was already married with the child when he first came out. You're right. They did want to keep that secret. Yeah. I did not know that. Because that would ruin his, his credibility as a teen idol. Well, they just didn't want girls, they wanted the girls to feel like they could have the guy. But yet, these guys were so romantic, and when they loved somebody, they loved them, you know, so much and could get their hearts hurt very easily, just like, you know, us, they they have those feelings too. And like with Andy Gibb, Victoria Principal, I mean, just broke his heart when she broke up with him. Yeah, she was older than him, but he really fell for her. It crushed, yeah, it crushed him. And then his... His death really crushed everybody. Everybody, mm-hmm. man. You know how they say you know where you were when so and so died. I was at work at my desk. My best friend Teresa calls me. She goes, "You're not going to believe this." I said, "What?" She goes, "Andy Gibb died." I went, "Stop it!" Uh, no, I can't remember how he died though. Well, I mean, we won't I, talk about it. No. There's yeah. so many stories. medical complications. Just, yeah, he had yeah. A heart problem. Complication yeah. of his heart. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that. that's what I thought it was. But I just. And he was just going to join his brothers, too, in yeah, the band. Yeah, go back with the Bee Gees. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Just within months, Barry was going to add him to, yeah. you know, the rest of the brothers in that group. Yeah. Yeah, I that's mean, sad. So it, was, so it was really hard on Barry. I don't remember that, but I remember where I was when Elvis died. Well, everybody remembers <laughs> where <laughs> oh, when no. Elvis died. I know Elvis yeah, died. Yeah, and um, he made my wall. Uh, he, he made my wall. He, he, I had him up. I didn't have Barry... I just thought of Barry and, uh, and Morrison and Robin as just all yes, three of them. All th- oh, yes. They didn't make well, that Barry's wall. Barry's still around. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dame, is there anything else you want to share about the Gibbs? No, Talk I know something. Barry Gibb is around the same age as my mother, and I think that's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's still around, but he's kind of sad because yeah. nobody else is with him. Brothers are all but gone. He's still out there, though. You know, yeah, the twins, Morrison, Robin are gone, and then he's gone. Yeah, he made a duet album or something. He did something with Dolly Parton, and they collaborated with other famous people to redo his songs. It was really nice. Well, I'm going to move us on, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, what's the next batch of... uh Whoa. Well, I have John Travolta, too, if you oh, guys want to hear yeah. about him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Forget him. <laughs> Just a oh. little bit. Um, John Travolta is known for, of course, the Saturday Night Fever in 1977, and then he played on TV, too. But like some of these other guys, he was the youngest. And his mom, though, was an actress and a drama teacher. So yeah. that really helped him out. It seems like when these guys, these teen idols, become popular, we find out that they come from very talented families and they become part of what these other guys are in. So they have a following because they understand each other. Um, he got permission to leave school and work on his own acting career at age 16. His parents gave him permission to leave high school, but they knew his talent. And that's not just something anybody can do. Well, Travolta did not become a film star until the release of Saturday Night Fever in 1977. Well, you can't tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. 
And then it was this, this movie is what heightened the country's interest in disco at first. So especially that image of, you guys can picture this, John Travolta dancing to the BG soundtrack. Oh, it we saw it. Sim- it <laughs> came to symbolize white suit, this era. White suit going down so the sidewalk or up the sidewalk, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah. So here, here he was dancing in a white polyester suit and a button-down shirt. John Travolta had spent months mastering the intricate disco movements. You know, I wonder if he's ever going to be asked to be on Dancing with the Stars. I'm sure he has already. Oh, that's a good idea. But I don't think they go that high in the list. They have like B, B groups. B, <laughs> B C mm-hmm. groups. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would well, be great, though. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, and then he performed on Grease, but I guess he didn't write the soundtrack songs. But I researched who actually wrote some of those. It was John, I don't know how you say the last name, F-A-R-R-A-R. Far? Farrer? Mm-hmm, something like that. But he wrote the song, so you're the one that I want. He wrote that song. And no, then John Travolta did? No, no. No, that, that John Ferrara. Yes. Yeah. Saturday Night Fever earned him an Academy nomination for Best Actor, making him, at the age of 24, one of the youngest performers ever nominated for the Best Actor Oscar. Wow. Well, I got to say John Travolta did not make my wall, but I loved him. I used to always watch Welcome Back, Carter. And he was just Vinny Barbarini. Yes, Vinny Barbarino was my favorite. Barbarino. And when he left and went on to Saturday Night Fever, that was really kind of heartbreaking. But who knew that it was catapulting him into what he is today? But do you know who yes. wrote the song Grease? Frankie. No, not Barry Gibb. Well, Barry Gibb, but yeah. didn't he collaborate he with? Um, yeah. That's another collaboration. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Gibb That's wrote neat. Grease. But Frankie but, Valley y- yes. sang it. But I thought they collaborated. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe neat. Very All collaboration. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the name of the albums or anything, but John Travolta, even though he did, you know, perform and sing in Greece and Saturday Night Fever, I think. And, Go Disco. And did, <laughs> he also had some albums out. Yeah, he had a song called Gonna Let Her In. I mean, it was okay, but, but that, it wasn't rank, a good singer. But yeah, didn't it rank yeah. at the top 40? It I did. I was going to say, it, it did rank way up there. Yeah. Yes, it did? I remember reading yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh-huh. It I'm did, surprised. Cindy. <laughs> yeah. I know it, it was way up there. Well, that's because, yeah. and I mean, you say he wasn't a great singer, but he started on musicals, plays, Broadway. He got dancing. So yeah. maybe he wasn't big on his singing, but. You know, we all know it's that, that. It's that white outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a big roots. album. Like, yeah. talk about the big albums of the decades. That was, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Saturday the Night Fever was the number one mm-hmm. album for de- for years. Yeah. It yeah. was the number one so album. So they can't say disco was really that bad. I mean, look how much money that thing made. Oh, exactly. yeah. Everybody that, had to try that's it. great that you shared yeah. those stories about the Gibbs and, and John Travolta. And they're, and they're all connected because the Gibbs wrote and produced Saturday Night Fever. And we all know that John Travolta starred in it. Like you said, Doris, all this collaboration. Yes. Well, I'm going to move us along. Yeah, what's next? I'm going into some of my favorite teeny bopper teen idols who did make the wall at my house. You got a lot of people on your wall. (laughs) She had a big wall. Sean had the main wall. He had all mine. And then there were three other walls that they all shared. They shared a wall. (laughs) They didn't get the wall. Yeah. So, um, 
I'm going to start with the Bay City Rollers. S-A-T-U-R. Are they Scottish or? The Bay City Rollers were from Scotland. They all had the little tartan. Yes. So when I got older, I I learned this little rhyme that I guess the people over over the pond, as they say, used to sing. I don't know if we over here did it, but it was... B A Y B A Y B A Y C I T Y Singanaro Double L E R S Bay City Rollers are the best. I never heard of that. I've heard it, but there's no way I could sing that. <laughs> no way. Go I, to I, after you did the double R O L, see, I can't even say it. <laughs> I don't know that one. Well, I that was. It's cool. I know S A T U R D A Y. Nice. I was I in love, 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 love with Eric and Les from yeah. the Bay City Road. I just saw him on Facebook the other day. You can't recognize him, but well, they're Eric, still touring. Yeah, well, oh yeah, Les, they were just in Les, Aurora. Les passed away. Woody does his own little tour, and I have a confession about Eric when we get there. Okay. But um, I used to always always listen to the Bay City Rollers. Anything they did, when they were on Midnight Special, when they were on the Dinah Shore show, anything they did, I was there watching them. And they started a Saturday afternoon cartoon show. Remember the guys Sid and Marty Croft and them, they would make these shows. Oh, yeah. And they had Captain Cool and the Kongs. Well, the Bay City Rollers had one. And this was towards the end of their career because we all know there were all these iterations of the Rollers. It started off Les, Derek, Eric, Woody, and Alan. And Woody and Alan were the brothers. And then you got Ian for a minute. And then you got... um, What's his face? Duncan that came in at the very end because Alan quit because he was the older one and he didn't want to play the drums anymore. So you had all these iterations of the rollers. Well, to try to keep them as a teen idol in that machine thing, they put them on a Saturday Saturday morning Sid and Marty Croft kind of TV show, run around goofy, doing skit kind of things. Oh, God, did that kill them. Kind of like the monkeys did something. Right. Yeah, they they never should have done that. But the rollers always were important to me. So somewhere in the late 80s, 1990, Eric put the band together and he called it the Bay City Rollers and they came to Chicago. And when they got here, I said, well, if they're coming, I'm going to go see them. So I went to see them. And it was just Eric and a bunch of studio people he found over in Scotland. And he had a manager, a role manager. So my sister and I waited after the show, waited, waited, waited. And this is one of those don't try to meet your teen idol stories because Eric never came out. He never came out to meet the fans. He never came out. And it was a small little bar in the city on the south side. He could have come out and he didn't. But. The guys who were the other rollers came out and we started talking to them and got to talking to his road manager. And then my sister and I 
took the road manager on a tour of the city of Chicago. And we kept them out all night, driving them all around Chicago, showing them downtown, the skyscrapers and everything. And we got them back in time, and they had to leave and go. The next weekend, they were going to Champaign. So he called and said, come on down to Champaign. So we came to Champaign, and we were trying to get a hotel room to stay and the people thought we just were groupies from Chicago. And I'm like, okay. How awesome is that? So they got us our hotel and we stayed and everything. It was a fun, fun tour. But do you know, Eric never came out to meet the fans. And we we saw him in Chicago, then in Champaign, Illinois. But the road manager, I said, if you, I said, if you, I give you a tiger beat with Eric, would you have him please sign it? And he brought me my Tiger Beat. That's back awesome. Back and gave it to me with Eric's signature. That's oh, awesome. That's nice. Oh, my God. So you knew he was around Eric, somewhere. You just another treasure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Eric wouldn't come out. He would not come meet the fans. Mm. And I'm sorry if I'm bursting anyone's bubble out there, but he is not the nicest of all of them. So he was... Cute though, I loved them, Off the and, wall. and that's how they made the wall. And I feel bad that Les passed away because I think Les always felt like he didn't get all of his money that was due to him from royalties and stuff. But it, it, I loved the Rollers, and you know who else I loved who made my wall? Robbie Benson. He didn't make my wall. Oh God, I loved <laughs> Robbie Benson. He might have made my wall. He had cute eyes. He I did loved that eyes. Mine. So imagine being uh, 10, 10, 11 years old, going to the drive-in theater with your family and seeing Ode to Billy Joe. That was me. Now, you all heard the song Ode to Billy Joe. Ode to Billy Joe. Yeah, the country song. Mm -hmm. Well, the movie was out, and we went and saw the movie. My mother took us because, obviously, she didn't care what she made us watch. Maybe that wasn't meant for TV. It was an older, I was going to say it's an older show. But we saw it, and it was really a good movie. And Robbie Benson starred as Billy Joe McAllister, who jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Okay. (laughs) So... It was my first encounter, Robbie Benson, and that's why he made The Wall. And later on, he did a movie called Ice Castles, which I did not see. I saw that one. And he did a lot of stuff. But my biggest memory after Ode to Billy Joe was, fast forward, all the way to the 90s, I'm watching Friends. And in the credits, it says, directed by Robbie Benson. Really? He did that? Robbie Benson directed seven episodes of Friends. Oh, good fun fact. Yep. And I'm like, Robbie? I mean, Robbie Benson, that Robbie? And it was that Robbie Benson. He was out there directing. So he followed his teen idol. You know, he was part of the machine. And he went out and got out of acting and went behind the scenes and did directing. I'm not sure if he did uh, Broadway or anything, but he had some music that didn't quite you know, make it. But um, that was, I really loved him after I saw him at Old to Billy Joe. And then also, I'm going to talk about Bobby Sherman. I don't know. Easy come, easy go. I'm sitting it out. I'm standing 
No, I like Bob, Bobby Sherman. Like, yeah. He was before my time. He was a little bit older, I think, the he older was, crowd. He was yeah. the older, like, if I if my older sister would have been into this, he would have been her age group. But I always thought that that hair, that Bobby Sherman hair. He had good hair. hair. <laughs> I was like, that dude is something to look at. When he was in the Partridge family, I noticed both of their hair because they both have good hair. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he did do an episode at the yeah. Partridge. They looked alike family. almost. I'm like, boy, they look like brothers almost. They could have been. Yeah. But Same I didn't. Hair. I He was also, he was in a bunch of TV shows, Bobby Sherman was. And. I watched them. Maybe that's why I had this crush on them, because I remember watching those shows in the early 70s. But mm-hmm. the thing that really stands out about me for Bobby Sherman, it's, um, there was a TV show on back in the 70s called Emergency. I love that show. Randy Mantooth and uh, Kevin Ty. And, oh, Randall Mantooth. And mm-hmm. they were, they emergency. were uh, EMTs. Yeah, they yeah. Were yeah. The emergency very first medics. Paramedic, they brought, they actually did for the paramedic program what no TV show ever did. They really, really did promote that program and make it what it is today. Well, they have Bobby Sherman as a guest, as uh, like a, a trainee paramedic, no, a doctor. He was a doctor who didn't understand what the paramedics were doing. Oh. And he thought they were overstepping their role and taking over doctors. And then a head doctor said, hey, you go out there with these paramedics and you watch what they do. And then come back and tell me how you feel after that. Well, Bobby Sherman did that episode. He had such an appreciation for the paramedic program that he quit acting and became a paramedic. I know. Wow. I can't believe that. Yep. How many years did he do that? Do you know? Well, I think he he retired. Doing that's where he his retired. last job. Yeah, so I'm not sure how long he did that, but oh. I thought that was so interesting that he had a guest starring role on Emergency. He has such an appreciation for that field that he said, "Ah, ah who needs to be a teen idol? Some things just grab you. You know, you get an experience. You're like, oh, I really can connect with this. Let's go with it. And that's what he did. Yeah." Yeah. And he Shangri-La to himself all the way over there to being a paramedic. Yeah. And that's a reference because he was on this show called Shangri-La oh. singing <laughs> as a teen idol. Well, Doris, since you brought that up, I can talk a little bit about um, Eric Estrada, who was, you know, the heartthrob of Chips. Yes, Chips. And I'm not going to go into great detail like you ladies did on, you know, yeah. s- some of the guys on my wall. <laughs> but. Do you know Eric Estrada actually became a highway patrolman for the state of Indiana? Really? Well, he was a little too old. He was in the older group, too. Yeah, he was in the older group. I liked his hair. Didn't he have feathered hair, too? Oh, he had that big, thick, jet black hair. I remember thinking it was pretty, the white feathered or something. Yeah. But yeah, after after he left um, Chips and everything, I mean, he has a long line, uh, you know, I mean, pages and pages. When I was printing out his Wikipedia, 30 pages. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, wow. you know, and, and going through the same as most heartthrobs and actors in those days of starring in, you know, all kinds of plays and TV shows. Same and route. Yeah. Same route. But, you know, he was more famous, you know, for his role in Chips. And um, what was his name? In Chips? John and Ponch. Yeah, yeah Ponch. He was Ponch. And, um, but yeah, so after that, he actually became a police officer in the state of Indiana. 
Wow. Oh, Eric Estrada. Yeah, Eric Estrada. Yeah. He was the real deal. Yeah, he was the real deal. Yeah, I can see how sometimes you, you kind of say, I'm out. I don't want to do this. Right. Well, yeah, like Sean, you know, he says, I did it for a while, but that's not really what I want to do for the rest of my yeah. life. I mean, he still makes a lot of guest appearances. I just recently saw him on a show. And then his daughter played on um, where you go in and they have to guess your claim to fame. If that's oh, the yeah, claim to fame. And all that, yeah. His so, daughter was on it? Yeah. He's still out there and still does some things and stuff. But, yeah, it says Estrada became a reserve police officer for the Muncie. Now, isn't Muncie pretty close yeah, to us? Yeah, Muncie is a good Three yeah, hours yeah. away. Muncie the Police Department. Then from there, he moved to Virginia, where he was an IC. It says ICAC. So, oh, Internet Crimes Against Children. Oh, I'm oh. an investigator. Yeah, he did that for eight years for Bradford County. Then he was a reserve police officer um, in St. Anthony, Idaho, as well. You know, and then he actually was filmed several times patrolling on his. Like motorcycle motorcycle and stuff yeah oh that's so, so cool yeah yeah so i mean he had a really good you know and yes just like all the rest he did um some singing yeah. i didn't know that yep yep youtube <laughs> yep and then of course lots of stuff on willie ames i mean yeah he was with that too he was yep. that crowd yep and um you know he was a child actor he did made you? my wall yep did he yeah, well, I had him next to Leif Garrett. Okay. Those eyes and that curly hair. Yeah, yeah, I love his hair. Yeah, even his older brother on It Is Enough. I mean, I'm sure, I, you know, he was on the magazines and everything. He was. Yeah. He's in t- yeah. Tire Beat. Yeah, but, I mean, Willie, he, he, he even appeared on Gunsmoke. Okay, like yeah, some of them, yeah. Very yep, young. Yep. Yeah. yep. Um, the Wonderful World of Disney, Adam 12. I don't know if I remember Adam he 12. He might have been younger on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, yeah, as a mm-hmm. child, yeah. But, you know, he's more famously known for Tom Bradford Jr. on Eight is Enough. Good old oh, Tommy. Yep. Yeah. yeah, oh, God. He did some quirky things on there, you know. I love that show, though. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Was a fun it was show. a fun show. It was mm-hmm. a fun show. I met Willie Ames at um, The World of Wheels in Chicago. Really? That's huh. my picture with him yeah oh, i'd like to see that yeah that would be cool yeah, yeah what my is friend it? Teresa, <laughs> she was into the world of wheels going to meet stars all the time anywhere oh star back then you didn't have to pay for autographs and mm-hmm. pictures so if a star was there she's like we're going yeah so i got to meet willie ames well yeah because he was actually still in junior high, high school you know for it is enough oh yeah i think he was, he still, was still a teenager, yeah, a teenager yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's a fun fact that um, his wife, Millie, they actually met being pen pals. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. So she was a fan? Yeah, she was a fan, and they were pen pals. And he answered her letter. Yeah. Back and forth. Wow. Yeah, back and forth, yeah. (laughs) Who knew that they they actually would answer? Yeah. So it does, it can happen. Yeah. So no wonder girls send so many letters. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but they actually met one day. I don't know, maybe at a coffee shop or something. I I've heard the story. I just can't yeah. remember. He was married to Vicky Weatherman from seventy nine to eighty four, and then he married Winnie in eighty six. No, no, wait, I'm wrong. Someone else in eighty six. Then Winnie in twenty fourteen. Wow. Oh, Willie. Yeah. You know, that is, um, I like, like, Willie Ames' story. Like I said, I don't follow him, follow him that much. Yeah, but, me neither. But he has a, yeah. a nice story. Yeah. You know, you, he does. When, he you, has. when you have a, a teen idol, 
that didn't wind up on one of those, where are they now, but you don't yeah. really want to know. Willie Ames is one of those good guys. Yeah. You know, he actually became a um, cruise director Oh, for a while. See, there you go. Like I yeah, said, the love said, boat. They said, yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> they said, I'm out and they go yeah. and do something else. Yeah, then he went back into acting, you know, later in like 2016. Wow. Did he but, get into acting again with, yeah. with um, wasn't that show with Scott Bale and they were like some kind of roommates or something? Maybe it wasn't Willie Ains. I, I know there was a show with Scott Bale, Charles in Charge Charles or something. Charles in Charge. Oh. Yeah, and I thought Willie Ains was on I'm it. I, I'm looking to see. But, man, his, again, he's been in everything. Everything. Danny. I mean, it's amazing. Was he a childhood actor, too? Who? Willie Ames? Yeah. He started in, when he was really young. He, his first appearance was Gunsmoke. Oh, okay. So he's little. Five. Oh, I, five. I don't see anything here with Charles in charge. But I that know. doesn't mean that it's not true. I thought he and Scott kind of buddied up there yeah, for Yeah, they, they were. They were. I remember that now. They were. So, yeah. I don't speaking know. of Scott. Yeah, speaking of Scott, he was definitely on my wall. Probably next to Sean and, and Parker and, you know, like, my wall. I can't anybody was on my you wall. know, Cindy, I'm telling you, with that life size thing you had. Oh, I had <laughs> yeah. a lot. You didn't I have that. I couldn't put Scott on Sad my wall because I had to give everything Scott Bale to my friend. Oh, she see, yeah. If you had a friend who had, yes, you had to share that oh, if yeah, that was your yeah. friends. Yeah. Teen Idol, you had to give. Yeah. Did, to who her. did not love him in Happy Days and Charles? In, oh, in so charge. much fun. Or Chachi. Joni loves Chachi. Cha- yeah, Joni loves Chachi, the spinoff. And, oh, you know what I forgot to mention about Willie? He was in a band. He had a band. Of course. He had a band. Like they all did. <laughs> yes, he had a band, and actually he did cut albums. And his band name was, it was called Willie and the Paradise. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, and so you guys can look it up, but he, you know, appearances on American Bandstand. And yes, of course, yes. Of course, you know, some of the... Any um, Broadway? The Mike Douglas show, <laughs> yes, you know. Like all yeah. others, Broadway. Yeah, so, you know, very talented groups, group of Yeah, they all did the talk show scene yeah, too, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, Sean was on some talk shows, maybe yeah. Mike Douglas. They had to, they, they had, had to promote yeah. David was on for sure. Let's do the Scott Vincent James fail. <laughs> oh, that's his full, full name. name. Full name. I mean, come on. We all know our heartthrobs. Speaking of full names, I meant to mention that Robbie Benson's real name is Robin. It, oh, it's right. not Benson. It, I forgot the last name, but that stood out to oh, me. Oh, yeah, Robin. because it didn't. His last name, I forget it. My, yes. And they changed it because um, it was too long to say or something, wasn't it? I'm going to uh, confess, I do all of my show prep in my head, so I did not prep on why he changed his name. I just know facts. I know so much about so much stuff that I knew his full name was, his real name yeah. is Robin. Yeah, Rick Springfield's real name is Richard Lewis Springthorpe. Thorpe. He's from Australia. Spring, yeah. And he lived in England too. Spring Thorpe. Before he came to America. Yeah. I don't know. Let's, he didn't come to America till 72? Yeah. It was like 72. I thought he yeah. was Australia. Oh, didn't you just say that? Yeah. Australia. <laughs> yeah. He was from Australia. I'm listening in my headphones here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can hear you. You, you heard it. <laughs> 
Robin David Siegel. Yep. So, no, that's not too hard to say. He just didn't want to be Robin David Siegel. But I like his name. But, yeah, oh, back to back to our favorite. Yes. Back Scott. to Scott Bale. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Boy, he has all kinds of good stuff. A oh, Bugsy Malone. Yeah, he remember did. that. Yeah. yeah, he was a little, a bunch of kids running around being gangsters. Oh, it was yeah. such a funny, little cute yeah. movie. Yeah, and then, oh, God, this one in 2021. I forgot about that. Courting Mom and Dad. I don't remember that. that. I remember seeing that one. And then, yeah, I mean, again, he follows the same lines as everybody else. I, know. I mean, from TV to movies to singing. And, you know, and yeah. I mean, he and Joni singing on, you know, Happy Days. I remember and, that episode. That was yeah. a fun one. And, um, I don't know if they needed their own spinoff or not, but did you think they needed their own spinoff? Well, again, there it is. Happy Days is wrapping up. And those marshals, Gary K. Marshall was not about to let that machine die. He knew there was more to pump out. And Just like the Vernon yeah. Shirley. Yeah, right, that was another right. spinoff. Yeah, yeah. Those, those marshals were really big on getting those spinoffs and making more money. Yeah. Too yeah. bad Johnny Lost Chachi didn't catch on as as well but i think the whole thing was a little bit it was getting into the 80s and people are like okay we had enough right right yeah oh you know in that like 60s you know what that cop or soda pop you know that tv shows those were like fading out and other things were coming in exactly but like sean and david they disappeared at for a while after they were done being teen idol yeah, I mean, everybody has to take a break after right. that. That's a that's a hard thing to do, I would think. So, fun fact about Scott Bale that lives in my head rent-free. Rent-free? I, I, read a, <laughs> a, I read an article a long time ago, and it said Scott Bale has enough money. You know, yeah. he's, he's not one of these, he's not one of those, where are they now living in a trailer trying to make ends mm-hmm. meet? And it's because when he's got on happy days, his parents taught him how to save, how to invest, how to spend money wisely. And all that money he made on Happy Days, that's, you know, he didn't go Danny Bonaduce and lose all of it. That's great because a lot of parents back then, they were controlling their kids' money. They all squandered it away or something. Well, you got to remember, Happy Days wasn't really back when parents were taken. Happy Days came along in the mid-70s, the yeah. early, and, and went all the way through the 80s, uh, like 81 or so. Mm-hmm. So it was a little different then. They weren't really not like in the 50s when Leave it to Beaver was on, and Jerry Mather's parents probably took all his money. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, but, you know, like I said, there, you know, we mentioned some of our favorites, and, you know, there's a lot of others in here. Christopher Knight, you know, from the Brady Bunch. Oh, the Brady Bunch people, yeah. Yeah, Barry Williams, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's, it's his birthday. Remember I mentioned it was one of their birthdays? Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, but um, another fact that I saw when I was doing some research on all of this is um, John Travolta was noted as the most successful and favorite, which I, I don't buy that, I know. Um, heartthrob of the 70s. Yeah. You know, I could see maybe the most successful if they go by 
sales and and stuff, you know, because of Greece and... Could be from sales, but if you do fan boats, it's David Cassidy. Yeah, but then we also got, you know, Donny Osmond, you know? I mean, he's out God's green earth. He's still going. He's still going. I don't think he's even taking a break. He looks good. And oh my God, he looks good. speaking of that show, Claim the Fame. His son was on it. How did those people not record? I mean, not I didn't see that episode. I'm telling you, he looked like Donnie from 40 years ago. I'm like, I was out with my friends and and my friend said, do you watch Claim the Fame? I said, no. She said, if I and she took her phone out, I said, if I showed you this guy, who would you say he was related to? I took one look and said, Donnie Osmond. She said, Yeah, that kid is on Claim the Fame, and nobody, nobody. can get Donnie Osmond. I'm nobody. Like, wow. I'm nobody. like, you gotta be kidding me. He is a spit in them. Yeah, and he was a runner up, but none of these kids actually knew who Donnie Osmond was. Well, because they're younger crowd. Yeah, younger yeah, crowd and just, everything. Yeah. That threw me. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so easy. And I'd be screaming at the TV going, Donnie Osmond. (laughs) No, he is an Osmond. Look at the face. I mean. Yeah. It's like Donnie just rolled them up and spat them right Yeah, they have a certain look to them. The they do. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're all good looking. Every single one of them. You know, that is his for sister's, sure. His sister's doing a tour right now. Yeah. Well, Marie, where is she touring? I don't know. She's well, coming to Oklahoma. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, Donnie did a little tour this summer, and I wish I would have known it because he made it. I think he made it to Minneapolis. He's still doing a show in Vegas. Well, I'm not going to Vegas. <laughs> He's got a residency there. Yes, I'm, another one. I met him here in Chicago when he was here for like four years doing Joseph. Oh, really? He did Joseph for a long yes, time. Yes, he was just he Joseph, too. Yeah. Well, that, that kind of got him back on the map. Yeah. All those teen idols yeah. played Joseph, the amazing Technicolor yeah, dream, dream Code. code. Yeah. David yeah. did that, too. It's an easy play to do. It's yeah. short, yeah. and it's not a lot. It's I met David when he was doing Little Johnny Jones. I, I didn't see Joseph. I saw Donnie and Patrick do Joseph. Oh, yeah. That's where I met Patrick, too, with Joseph. Yeah. yeah. Now, there's another heartthrob. Yeah, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Patrick oh, didn't want to be heartthrob. Patrick. Patrick said no to heartthrob. Yeah, I know. But he's a good-looking good one. To so the happiness of his mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's well, a nice person. Yeah. Well, I got a picture with him. Yes. I think we all did at one time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we were all together yeah. with him. We met him in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. It was Nashville. Mm-hmm. Well, speak of heart throbs, my heart's throbbing. <laughs> <laughs> too I, much heart throb for yeah, the day. Too, too much heart throb for the day. But I'm telling you, I mean, we don't have to talk about Sean. Uh, we all know he's our He's favorite. a given. He's a given. He's and David. there's really nothing we can say about Sean that really nobody knows. Right. Or that we haven't already discussed or you know, won't discuss in the future. And same thing with David. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad Donnie made our chart and our wall. You Donnie know? didn't make my wall, but I never missed an episode of Donnie and Marie. Oh, I love Donnie and Marie. Oh, my episode. Yeah. yeah. I did watch that. But, you know, when I when I look at some of these, you know, and know what TV shows they played in or movies or anything like that, like Brady Bunch, you know, I still watched Brady Bunch. And, you know, and I... Let's see, Christopher Knight and um, Barry, Barry Williams. Williams. They have yeah. the real Brady Bros. Yes, where podcast. They podcast. I love, I love it when they break it down. But yes, we're going to let our heartthrobs take a rest for the day. But that was fun. It was, yeah. it was fun. Taking a trip down memory lane. You guys right. let us know who you loved and who made the wall. 
Yes, please. Who made your wall? Yes, email us <laughs> at Sean Squad Society at gmail.com or comment on our Instagram or Facebook threads posts and give us your favorite other than Sean Cassidy heartthrobs or teen idols. And if you have a picture of your wall. Oh, we'd love to see that. Yes, we'd love to see that. Send it to us and we'll see you back here next week. Thank you from the bottom of our teen dream hearts. Keep on crushing. Always believe in magic. And have a peaceful, fantastic week. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and threads. And make sure to keep in touch with us on our email. Sean Squad Society at gmail.com. The Sean Squad Society podcast, including past, present, and future versions and its contents, are owned and controlled by the Sean Squad Society. The views and opinions are solely those of the Sean Squad Society podcast. The Sean Squad Society is written and produced and recorded at the Borden Studios. We may think we are always right, but we will get something wrong from time to time. So we assume no responsibilities or errors of submissions of content.